everybody, welcome to the Grace Society Podcast, where theology meets practicality. I'm Jay Segundo. And I'm Justin, and welcome to episode eight. Man, for real, welcome, because this episode has been a journey in <laughs> itself, man. It was a tough one. It was uh, one where we really had to push through to get you guys this episode. <laughs> Man, honestly, guys, if you guys would like to know the story or the backstory, rather, of how or why we're saying that this was a journey, go ahead and DM us on Instagram and we'll get you the short version of the <laughs> of the journey that we had. Yeah, because it's definitely a Wild West story and we would take most of the podcast just explaining everything we've gone through just to get this episode out but you know what we're here new place new place for today for today new time we're recording we're not gonna tell you all the time but my eyes hurt (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but let's get started what are we talking about today today's topic will be idolatry and so i kind of want to give you guys a a preface to what's going to happen it's going to be a two episode podcast um because idolatry in itself is a big topic but also because if we were trying to jam it all in one episode we'd have a very lengthy podcast that you guys would have to try and get into (laughs) and um most of you guys aren't in the car for at least two hours so yeah we're not gonna do that we'll (laughs) chop it up into consumable you know, ideas and, and talkable points, but um, since we are a theology and practical podcast, episode one will deal with the theology behind idolatry, mm-hmm. and then episode two will deal with the practicality of it. Yep, that sounds perfect. I think the best way to start this theological side of what idolatry is, let's define it. Right. The first thing I want to say about def- before we define it is that <laughs> it's not necessarily, yo, someone's favorite singer, someone's favorite baseball pitcher, right. LeBron James, Leo Messi, whatever, LeBron James. <laughs> whatever, you, whatever it may be, because we are always quick to be like, oh, you can't worship that person or you can't have idols there. But biblically speaking, an idol is anything that we trust in, depend on, mm. give ourselves to, love, esteem, or treasure more than God. Yeah, I think I think the key phrase there is more than God, right? Right. When whenever whenever anything comes to substitute God, to yeah, there that's that's the the biggest red flag we can have, you know. And and idols are tricky because here's the thing: usually they're disguised as very good things, right? They're disguised as family, as happiness, as safety, and so you think of those things in, in, in a humanistic, natural term, and it's not a bad thing, something that we'd label bad, but. And becomes an idol because we begin to depend on it. We give ourselves to it. We love it. We esteem it and we treasure it more than God. Yeah. And and, and it's also a tricky place because we are, I guess the word would be susceptible to idols. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're more inclined to find idols because of our sinful nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, 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 we fall into constantly finding empty, empty replacement gods, right? As if like, we, we need, if, if we're not finding God or if, we, if we're not finding that satisfaction in God, right. we find somewhere else to place that. And so that's where, where our focus is going to be today of like, what is replacing God as a yeah. replacement God, little lowercase g. Yeah, those replacement gods that we, we kind of put that try and, and like you, you were just um, stating, try and satisfy a void in which we carry 
and it always seems to let us down. But that's because I always like to use this picture. If we if we go back into the garden, God created man in his presence. Mm-hmm. And so there is something about man that was created to be with God. Right. And so when the fall happened and, you know, you guys know the story. They're kicked out of the garden. They're kicked out of the presence of God. And man from there on is a born sinner. Right. And so man has a void in which it can only truly be filled by God. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is instead of going to God to fill that, which he created for us to have an experience satisfaction in him, we find these, like you said, replacement gods and we have our family, we have our work, we have our job, we have whatever, whatever we want to say that can be labeled as good. But as sinners, we are greedy and we're sinful and we begin to twist and we begin to abuse and we try and find that satisfaction in those things, and it always ends up empty. Yeah, I find this happen a lot, you know, in my life, and 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 in in you know, kind of just experience with others when we are inclining more, are 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 more. Uh, listening more to what our flesh mm. wants, and and when we say flesh, a lot of times people go, yeah, you know, the side of lust and all right, that, for sure. which is definitely a part, part of it. it. But yeah. there, our flesh is anything that we are inclined to do to satisfy uh, our our ourselves, mm. you know, and, and and so whenever we find ourselves in trouble, uh with those replacement gods and, 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 and putting those, I like to see it like this, right? It was painted to me this way. Um, and, and, and it's really stuck with me. There's a throne, right? There's a throne that, and, 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 and the throne is designed for a ruler, for a Mm. king. Right. Mm. And so the throne in our hearts was designed and made and meant for God to sit in, yeah. right? But if we choose to do so, we can replace God from that mm. throne of our hearts mm. and and place something else there instead that was not designed to sit there, wow. that was not meant to sit there, that right. was not meant to rule, but it'll rule nonetheless because it's that's what the seat is for. So when, when we look at it that way, right, that we can really define... If we have an idol, if we yeah. can just check our heart for a second, check the throne, the yeah. the you know the 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 illustration of of the throne of your heart. If you check that real quick and see what is truly sitting there, what yeah. takes priority, what what really satisfies you, right. what what do you seek for satisfaction? Is it really a god or is it? You know, it could even be doing for God, mm. you know, acts, tasks, mm. things, church, yeah, yeah. That, that busyness that, that that can become that idol as well. If it's not God himself sitting on that throne of your heart. Crazy. And like you said, that examination comes. What am I trusting in? Yeah. What am I depending on? What am I giving myself to? And we have to understand that that. These replacement gods become idols the moment we begin to worship and adore them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, Justin, but I'm not singing songs to Messi or I'm not do- singing songs to my family. And that's because we've got to go back three episodes when we've talked to <laughs> Pastor Ricky. And it's not music that we're talking about. Yeah. It's what we're giving our attention to, yeah. what we're giving our devotion to, mm-hmm. What? Where, where is our time, where is it, where do we spend most of our time doing and what do we spend most of our time doing 
where's our mind and and so all of that ties into worship yeah and so because we're not singing a song or because we're not on our knees and and maybe bowing to a certain statue we kind of have fooled ourselves to think that we do not have idols in our lives yeah i'm gonna say this i'm gonna be super candid right now i had a conversation uh with someone earlier today and we were talking about uh social media right yeah and you know, just as you said, it, when we talk about worship, when we talk about praise, it's not just songs and it's not just I'm, I'm bowing down right. and I'm physically on my hands and knees bowing before this object or thing or person. It's what takes and consumes the most of our attention and time and effort. Yeah. And in our generation, in our culture nowadays, the norm and, and it's a quiet norm. Nobody really talks or says it, you know, talks about it, um, is social media. And yeah, I, f- yeah, yeah. I found that to be something that was consuming my time, uh, consuming my attention, consuming my effort, you know, like dumb amount of hours and, and dumb amount of hours to where it would af- I can see it affect my my mental health. Right. Wow. And even even beyond that, my spiritual health, because if I'm being fed by that, I'm not being fed by the word. I'm not being wow. fed by God. Again, back to the throne. God is not sitting on the throne. Social media is now on the throne and mm. that runs my thoughts and mm. that runs my, my my desires and efforts. So, you know, I was talking to this person earlier and, and you know, I was just kind of talking to him about how I recognize that and, you know, immediately was like, all right, um, you know, and, 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 and it, it even went beyond to like, I even almost couldn't do it like on my own. Yeah. Like it, it had to be someone suggesting as soon as that person suggested, Hey, maybe you should do like a social media fest bet. <laughs> and, and my heart was just like, yes, this is, yeah. like, this is what I need. And so from there, you know, I'm on the social media fest and I can feel the difference of when you take off a replacement God from mm. the throne of your heart and then you allow God back right. to his rightful place, things just feel right. right. If we're ta- And we're not talking about just going by feelings, yeah. but things do become like more... How can I say? You're obviously you'd be more sensitive to, to. It goes back to the divine order of God. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're, you're back to the original yeah. design that it was meant to be. Yeah. You know, like it's like when you try to put a Lego incorrectly yeah. versus putting a Lego how it's supposed to be. It just right. fits. It just functions organically. Yeah. It's 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 where it was supposed to be. You know, instead of trying to jam something where it doesn't fit. <laughs> you know, and and so when God comes in, it's not necessarily you feel good. It's just what happens is you function the way you were created to, to function. Yeah. And idolatry definitely feels like that jamming. It, it feels like you're dragging. Definitely. It, it, it's a crazy thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's, so where do we get this, this thing about how idols are bad? We're going to have to go back into the old Testament. Yeah. That, that place where we need to dust off a bit, <laughs> you know? And so we go to Exodus um, chapter 20 and God, before he reveals the Ten Commandments and before he reveals the first one, which actually has to deal with idols, he reveals himself mm-hmm. and, he, and, he, and he says who he is. And so it starts in verse one. It says, and God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord, your God, mm. who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And after he did that, he, he said, I am the Lord. I am your God. I am both your Adonai, which means supreme ruler. I am your Jehovah, which means I'm with you. And then I'm also your God. And then it's who brought you out of the land. Look what I did for you. I, I took you out of slavery. 
and here are my commandments. And so mm-hmm. he begins, and the and the very first one he gives is, "You shall have no other gods before me." Yeah, the very first thing he tells them. Hmm. It's so key if we if we really are following what God is doing. He's he he says, "Look it, I am that which." F- freed you and i also am that god who is also not just your friend and your deliverer and the one who watched over you while you crossed the desert but i'm also the authority here yeah And, and that's kind of like that hard space that we get in with god but if we go a little bit deeper into this the hebrew text for the word you is actually a singular pronoun so when it says, you shall have no other gods before me, he's not speaking only to the nation of Israel, or he's not only speaking specifically to Moses, mm-hmm. but it's actually indicating that he's addressing the people as individuals. Mm. And so each and every one of them are accountable to him personally. That's good. Personally. Yeah. And so a lot of the times we're like, oh, it was it was something for Israel. But these commandments, when he uses the word you and we find out that it's in a singular pronoun, he's telling every single one of them, I am your God, not just the God of, of, of a whole ethnos, but I am the God of each and every one of you individually. And my command to you is to have nothing else before me. Right. Right. And, 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 and this next part is, is something important to, to understand um, what the Bible is communicating with this, with the, with this commandment. Yeah. The, the phrase before me or besides me is, is the Hebrew expression of al pane. Am I saying that? Yeah. Well, we're, let me just get a quick pause and say, <laughs> if any of you out there have a very good um, Hebrew pronunciation, forgive us. Um, <laughs> our Hebrew is not uh, that very very good. I'm a little rusty. Yeah. <laughs> As in like, I don't know any, <laughs> but yeah, like you were saying, it's the expression up and eight. Yeah. And so, which that literally means against my face. Mm. So we must understand the translation before me or beside me to give the same sense as in my presence. Mm. And, and that changes everything. Yeah, absolutely. So we, you go back and you read that and it's, you shall have no other gods before me, or you shall have no other gods in my presence or mm-hmm. in my face. Mm-hmm. So you keep unraveling. I hope you guys are still with me. We're saying that before me, beside me in the Hebrew, it's actually an expression, alpine, mm-hmm. which means against my face. Right. So in any case, this does not mean the Bible is not trying to communicate to us that you shall have no or any gods who rank higher than me. That's not what the Bible is trying to communicate. Mm. If we're really seeing what it's trying to communicate, because if if we in, interpret what the Bible is saying as no other gods who rank higher than me, then this would allow us for us to have some little gods or or idols that we partially worship, that we partially obey, that we trust, just not more than God. Right. But they're still there. Right. That's how sometimes we interpret it, that 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 verse or that <laughs> that command. But God isn't saying just me. Right. He he's saying this. He's he keeps on going. He says, You shall have no other gods in my presence. You shall have no other gods before my face. This is reminding us that we are always in the presence of God. Hmm. Everywhere we are. God is omnipresent. And he will tolerate no other small gods at any place in our lives. That that that's big to understand because if I if I can put it practically, I know this is like the th- theological side, but yeah. I'm just 
you know, if you guys haven't caught on yet, Ju- Justin is the the theology <laughs> and I'm the practicality. Right. Um, but in in the practical sense, right? I, I like to I like to paint this picture a lot with the high schoolers. Um, if 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 you had a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that that means commitment. Right. That means a relation. That means you guys are committed to each other, yeah. correct? Yeah. And so if 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 even in 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 the modern day sense of the word of yeah. girlfriend boyfriend, you know that that it still holds a weight of commitment, right? Mm. And so the the understanding there is you're not just gonna like be committed to me. And then roll up with somebody else in my face, right? Because of the commitment we have, of the covenant we have, of of what we have, you know, said to each other, committed to each other, promised to each other, and and respect one another in that way. If we can do that for human beings, Mm. flesh, uh, people of of a sinful nature, you know, if we could do that for imperfect beings, how about for a perfect God? Right. How about for a God that not only saved Israel from slavery, Mm. but saved us from our... Sin nature, our yeah. our sinful nature, our yeah. ourselves. Yeah, and look at because we've interpreted that as a church, and it's the most the most popular thing is guys just don't have anything before mm. God, and so that gives us the freedom to Justin. I'm not worshiping money more than I'm worshiping God, but I'm still kind of worshiping it. But it's okay because it's not to have anyone else before Him, which means He needs to rank higher. But if we understand the original Hebrew expression, it's not necessarily saying before me or besides me. It's really what it, what the what the Bible was trying to to portray to us is nothing in my presence, and I'm always here. I'm always I'm everywhere. There's, yeah. I don't like to share. And here's the thing: we keep going in verse four, and it says, "You shall not make yourself a carved image, hmm. or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in, in earth beneath, or that hmm. is in the water or under the earth." And here's the key. You shall not bow down to them or serve them for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. Yeah. There in right there in the jealous God in the attribute of God. Many people are going to stand and be like, God is a jealous God. Yeah. He actually described himself to be a jealous God. One that's fearful for his love. Hmm. One that, 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 that doesn't like to share the, the, the place like you distri- described it, the throne of your heart with anybody else. Right. And not just the throne, but your entire heart that everything be part of him. And it's not so much that we cannot go to work and get money. It's that you, you cannot worship that because you have only one. Right. You have one love who is jealous for you, who who wants all of you. And you know what the funny thing is with that word jealousy? I, I, I've seen it a lot of times is that we'll try to take it as a human jealousy. Yeah. yeah. This is not the human. No. This is not the type of jealousy you feel because, you know, somebody wore something that you wanted to exactly. wear. And, no, 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 no. and like, oh man, like I, I could probably wear that better. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever jealousy you want to talk about, this is not a humanistic no. uh, mankind type, type of jealousy. This should even be an honor for you to be, hmm. uh, uh, for God to be jealous of you. Wow. Like we should feel honor. We shouldn't feel like, whoa, God is jealous. That's it's fierce cr- love. Yeah. It, that's, cr- you know, to, it, it, it's not right for us to sit back and think, whoa, that's crazy that God can be jealous. Right. No, it should be an 
honor to feel like God is jealous of you right. and be like, yo, that's the amount of love of love that God has for me. Right. Because we understand that as that crazy um, ex-boyfriend or girlfriend who <laughs> saw me texting to one other person and they're like, oh, my God, this is a toxic relationship because yeah. all he does is get jealous. But God yeah. is not petty mm. and God doesn't get mad at little things. Mm-hmm. God is a sovereign God who created each and every one of us. Yeah. And as the creator and Lord over the universe, yeah. he has the right to demand and want that which he created mm. and be zealous for it right. and, and have a passion for it and a love that consumes us that we, we come to recognize that his love is so passionate and zealous for us that we must get rid of everything, not rank God higher, but have no other, only one solely fixed on one God, the one who saves. Right. That's big. That, that's big. What you, what you said is, is, God has the right to be zealous and in love with what he created, which he designed. If if I were to sit here and take my time to really paint a beautiful picture like Van Gogh status, I'm not just going to allow anybody to walk up in here with a paintbrush and just splash paint on it. Like that was my design. That was my effort, my creativity, what I poured myself into. And we can see that in, in the, in, in the design of, 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 of nature, uh, of us uh, all up until creation yeah. that God pours himself, pours his word for things to come alive. And, and, you know, we, when we think about it that way, yeah. we gain a new appreciation for God's love and his jealousy and his creation. Like it, it, it's crazy. And so right. this, this commandment reminds us that God deserves and requires our absolute reverence, trust, right. obedience, and love. Right. And what I like here and in a word that maybe isn't always understood is reverence. Mm. Right. And, and, and reverence is just as we were talking about, yeah. you wouldn't bring some other girl or yeah. other boy around your girlfriend or boyfriend yeah. in a higher scale, you wouldn't dare to bring uh, anybody near the throne of your heart, anybody, anything, any object near the throne of your heart, near the thing that, 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 that you honor the most right. over a God that is jealously in love with you. Right. Like that. I mean, that's my broken down. No, and culture definition. knows it. Culture knows it because um, a lot of the times we're like, oh yeah, this relationship is fun, but this is not take the one they take home to your mama type relationship, <laughs> right? And and they know why because there's a reverence that if you're gonna meet my mom, hmm. this, this is an important person to me. Hmm. But when it comes to things of God, we're like, what's reverence? Hmm. Why should I have reverence for God? Hmm. And and I always tell people, and I like what you said about the painting, but, and I think I explained this in the discipleship one time and I'm not a parent, but so you're probably going to identify with this more, but I've seen this play out and it's somebody else trying to tell you how to raise your own kid. Hmm. And I've seen it mostly play out in moms and <laughs> they're like, how is she going to tell me what to do? Like, that's my kid Right. that I, I have a, a, an ownership or, or, or love over it. Right. And so when it comes to God, we don't want to be, we, we think that God doesn't have a right over his creation Yeah. for some weird reason. When it comes to God, <laughs> we kind of toss out everything that we think we know. And it's like, these, these rules don't apply to God. Right. It, 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 a lot of parents are going to resonate with what you with what you said and what I'm going to say. It's like, don't, don't, 
yeah. don't in all caps. Yeah. Don't touch my kid. Right. Don't, 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 don't correct my kid. Right. Don't tell my kid what they should or shouldn't do. If that's not coming from me. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's maybe, you know, it, it's a, it's a jealousy, but it's also that, that fervent love jealousy, yeah. you know, because all I want, me specifically as a father, all I want is the best for my daughter. Right. And not that not that I'll know her better than God, oh, but yeah. for, <laughs> for 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 uh, uh, for this analogy reason, it it, it I'll know I know her pretty well though yeah. because I'm seeing her grow from just a a, a little thing in, yeah. in, in, in the belly of her mother to now walking and running and talking and I'll see her develop more and more. But I'll I, I know her because she's of me. You know, she's got my DNA, my wife's DNA, you know, and 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 those same characteristics are yeah. are in her. And, and 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 we can see those things. We can see those play out. And so as a father as 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 her leader as as a, yeah. as someone that has you know authority over her my desire and my heart is to only have the best for her and you know that that jealousy and fervent love that we're talking yeah. about it it's it's valid right you know? and and that's humanistic terms yeah god is everything every attribute of god is holy right and so it's it's, it's magnified flawless. it's flawless to the <laughs> hundredth degree and so we think we can understand it and we think yeah you're right that's good yeah it's way better in God. Yeah. It's, it's a thousand times better in God. It's it's way better than what Jay and Justin are, are describing. Oh, to yeah, me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I think what we did right now was be able to see God's why God is saying no other gods. Mm -hmm. But there's another view of that is why we should have that same attitude and be like, there is no other God. And it comes mm -hmm. into the key of what God did before he gave the commandment. He said, it was me. It was me who took you out of Egypt. Yeah, that's good. It was me that took you out of slavery. You recognize that I'm not asking you to, to I'm telling you money. It wasn't money that took you out. Hmm. It wasn't your own power that took you out. It wasn't yourself that took you out. It wasn't your abilities, your strengths, your talent. It was me. And not only me who took you out, it was me who sustained you through it all. It was me who poured out manna. It was me who made the water come out of a rock, the cloud by day, the fire by night, the splitting of the Red Sea. It was me the whole time. And so because it was me, recognize the goodness that I've shared to you. Recognize the mercy that I've had towards you, the love that I've expressed to you, and see that it was nothing else that was able to do that in your life and look and recognize how truly worthy he is to have it all yeah and you know i see the beauty of that in in new believers yeah when when they come to the instant realization of like yo nobody else could have done this for me no but god you know and and then they have this just like gratitude and knowledge that it was just God right. and only God, you know. And then you know some in in some cases somewhere down the line, you know, life happens and and then we, <laughs> you know we we get distracted or whatever. But and this could probably be something that we yeah. add on to the practical um, side of this podcast, but. It's important to realign every day, yes, every single day 
the reason I am who I am, I am where I am, I have what I have, I have the freedom I have is God and God right. alone. He is the one who has taken me out of slavery. Right. That part of that scripture is so beautiful yeah. when, when you understand it in the way that you yeah. described it. Like God starts it off that way. Yeah. Like, hold up, let me get it straight. Let me, you. You. Let, yeah. me <laughs> let me get it straight with y'all while you're prancing through the desert, right. your feet burning in the sand. Yeah. I helped you. I got not even helped you. I myself yeah. took y'all out of slavery. And 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 therefore, yeah. and it hits you with the first commandment. And I think we've been taught so quick, hey, forget about your past. Mm. Forget about all that. Move on, new creation. And and I get what they're trying to portray in, mm. to a certain degree. But even God reminds them, look where I get got you out from. Yeah, that's good. And it's not a bad thing to understand, yo, I remember where I was. Right. And I'm only here right now because of who my God is. And it's not a bad thing to go and reminisce and not like, oh my God, I relive the memories. But be able to look back and be like, I hold on to that because that defines who my God is because I'm not here without him. He is the one that got me out of slavery of sin. He is the one that freed me. He is the one that allowed me to finally um, see. He took the, the scales out of my eyes. Right. He gave me life. He infused me with his spirit. He baptized me into Christ. He, he adopted me as a son. He gave me the nature of a son. Yeah, All of that through him. And, and I can go ahead and look back and be like, wow, God, you're more amazing. And, and these little idols that try to creep up, that they have no room. They have no part because none of them, even when I was over there, I tried to use them to be my my replacement gods. And all I realized was they will fail me every time. Yeah. Listen, going back to what I was saying about social media with this, with this, like, you know, just absence of social media in my life, I've realized, yo, I was tripping. Yeah. Like the time and and, and the me just allowing a replacement God to be even in the vicinity yeah. of the throne of my heart or even take the place at the throne of my heart. Like I right now is I'm in a place where I realize how much I was tripping and how much like it is God and solely God yeah. that allows freedom to happen, yeah. allows the, 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 the freedom that he provides to just freely flow, you know? And, and so when we come to that, I guess we can say, correct me if I'm wrong, just yeah. realignment yeah. of, of, Hey, yes. Like the throne is his and only his of my heart. Right. And, there's no other like right. the, the, there. There's not even room, right. you know. Because I'm not. We're not here saying if you have an idol currently. Oh my gosh! Like <laughs> run away. The 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 judgment of God is upon you. Rather, we're saying it's. It, Tozer says it best. Tozer says a, a a Christian who doesn't self analyze and self criticize is a dumb Christian. Hmm. Like legit, he says it. And so when I think about that, I'm like, I should evaluate where my heart is at. Probably every night before right, I go to bed right. and see, dang, you know what? I was way too anxious about something. And I think in there lies a problem. My heart was in placed and I placed my trust and all that I was in that specific thing. And when I lost it, I, I felt like there was no answer. And so mm -hmm. in those moments, I have to realize I had an idol. Yeah, I had something that I was placing my dependency, my trust, my worship, my time in that I was clinging on to. And when it failed... I felt like I had no hope. Yeah. And it's, and like you said, we're not saying 
you know, we we never like I mean, if we haven't said it before, I'm saying it now. I'm yeah. pretty sure we said it before, but we never come at this like, yo, we're perfect. Y'all get on our level. No, I, I I'll let y'all know. I've had idols before, <laughs> and, and I gotta go after this podcast. I'm gonna go check my heart again right. to make sure I don't have. You it. know, it, it it is that it is the constant uh, checking that we are or having that reverence for God, and you know, even even like we've talked about, and maybe this is a totally different topic, but you know. Know, uh, uh, repenting, yeah. you know, taking the time to repent yeah. daily of, of just like, hey, I know that I'm going to mess up yeah. daily. It, let me repent. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like it's not a it's yeah. not a, a, a maybe or a we'll see if it happens. Like I, we mess up daily. Yeah. And and if we're messing up daily, that means something is getting disaligned daily. Wow. So it's important to take that time and make it, you know, just a self-checklist, self-check yourself. Yeah. And hey, I I place something at the yeah. throne of my heart. I place something before God yeah. in, in, in priority, in, yeah. in effort, in thought, in, in, in any of those things. Yeah. And there is no like, dude. There is no shame in. Oh yeah, I did that. Okay, God, I, yeah. I repent from that. You take the throne of my heart yeah. again. You know, because I I do believe, and again, this goes to, to practicality, but it it all it is all with practice and discipline. It'll Definitely. you know it'll 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 be not easier, but it'll be something that becomes a discipline in your life. Yeah, that God won't won't be so easily budged out of that throne. Right. And talking about all that, it kind of reminded me of um, what what the Lord commands in Deuteronomy chapter six, um, in verse four and five. He says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mm. with all your soul, and with all your might." Yeah. He literally hits all three. Yeah. The trifecta right there. Hey, <laughs> with not, I don't want just your heart. I don't want just your soul. I don't want just your body. I want it all. Yeah. Love me with all that you are. And, and a lot of the times we're quick to, all right, God, here, here's my flesh. Yeah. And you can have that. But the good that I think I have in my soul, in my heart, I kind of want to keep that because it's what drives me. It's what motivates me. Mm-hmm. We're kind of leaking into next week's uh, part two. So yeah. I'm going to stop there. But what the Bible is really trying to tell us is it, a complete love and a complete love in all three areas of our life as we are tripart gives no room for loving anything else. And and I think it's important to understand that because when idols creeped in, one of the three began to f- lose its focus on God or, or, or leave that, that part of a full, full love for God and something creeped in and it's okay to analyze and be like, yo, this needs work. <laughs> this part right here in my life, there is some, we just finished hearing two or three weeks on emotional maturity and spiritual maturity. And I've realized that there's been hurt in my life that has caused me to not trust and mm. I begin to trust in something else. So my soul needs work to catch up to my flesh and my heart yeah. that is fully on God, but there's something that's holding me back. Yeah. But that's all part of self-analyzing. And, yeah. and what we're trying to promote right now is to get in that place of prayer time and be like, God, you who are all knowing, search me. Like David says, search my heart, O Lord, to mm. the depths that I can't even see or that's don't good. even know the sin that is there. Yeah. And Bring them out so that I may honor you with all that I am. Yeah. And that we take that heart when it comes to idolatry. Yeah. Before we wrap and before we wrap up, I want to say, you know, 
a lot of times we do not go to confront what may be an idol because we don't want to find a, a different thing on our the throne of our heart than God. Sheesh. So we avoid it. Mm. We we say, nah, there's no way. Yet we're yeah. here to say there is a way. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It's as easy as what I said. So just something simple as social media yeah. taking a priority seat, yeah. you know, getting higher seed than, than God almighty, the, the, right. the, the savior of my soul, right. you know? And, and so the, it's as simple as that. So yeah. let's not be afraid of what we'll find, but let's go find it, yeah. it, it acknowledge it and, and deal with it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's that it's, it's, it's self reflection on making sure we are aligning, fine tuning, uh, guarding our hearts, yeah. man. It, it, it's all about that. And I want to say this before somebody has to wait till next week to hear and all week they have this thought in their head. <laughs> what I'm not saying is don't go to work because then you get money and then now you have an idol. <laughs> that is what we're not trying to say. Yeah, please, please don't quote as, <laughs> as you're quitting. Your because, job. <laughs> because it's important to understand that God is our provider. And in that way, he provided through that job. Yeah. But that we not get it twisted. God is still provider mm-hmm. and the means in which he's using is that job, mm-hmm. but it's not in the trust that I have of my uh, employer to pay me. It's in my God to provide. Yeah. And so that's where idols are created. When I take my trust and my gaze off God as my provider and I quickly saw my employer or the money I made or myself or my skills or whatever it is. Right. And so that's when it becomes idolatry. Go to work. God has provided a means to, to, to uh, be able to support yourself, your family or whatever it is, but that we always understand and know the root of why I even have an opportunity is because I have a God who is my provider, who is my provision, and he will always be that. And that's who I love over all things. Absolutely. So what I want to do is challenge you guys. If you guys want to pause this um, before we do the sign off, or if if you just want to wait until we do the sign off and this episode ends, um, just take a moment and, uh, you know, check your heart, uh, do a a self-reflection even now. Um, and, 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 and see the, 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 the status of what your heart is, of what, of what that heart throne is looking like. Um, so yeah, with that, we appreciate you guys getting to the end of this podcast. Thank you guys. Um, we're excited for part two. Yeah. I know a lot of us are very practical people and I mean, guilty. we need it. We need it. (laughs) It's not good enough just to have knowledge and no life application. So excited for next week. Yeah. Um, we want to thank you guys all for the support and the love. Um, our prayer is that you, this, um, is a means in which God is helping edify the body of Christ and really just build people up. We are like Gerardo had mentioned before, we are in no ways better than anyone, Mm-mm. but in what God has taught us and shown us, we want to share with everybody. So we love you guys. We thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And remember, you want to know the story? Go ahead and DM us. (laughs) All right, guys. We out. Love you.